Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tallest, founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Danny Elfman. This is Shirley Manson. This is Debbie Harry. This is Chris Steyer-Blondie. This is Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears. This is Billy Idol. This is Alex Ebert, a.k.a. Edward Sharp, giving the story behind the song. Hi, this is Peter Chotty, host of the story behind the song. Each month I speak to some of music's biggest artists to get the inside stories behind their most lasting and iconic songs. Join me for new episodes on the third Monday of every month on the story behind the song from the Consequence Podcast Network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Barry Corder on one side of the country, Brad Steiner on another. Uh, Well, I guess we're not bi-coastal. Are we bi-coastal these days? Ah, What would you call it? I don't know. I know, but we're all over. For you, for you, you, I just call you bi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're bi everywhere. But, you know, I'm glad you said that because think about this, Brad. Our last several podcasts, we've had Orlando, Dallas, mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, and now we get, we're going to go to New York. You're in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, that to me is the new message. Uh, I'm overthinking this, but that to me is overthinking. Yeah, but that—that's a message. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Bonnaroo, it's right? It's—it's it's the entire country. It's nuts, right? And we we talk a little bit about that with Ken Weinstein today. It's a very quick pop-up episode of the What Podcast because we've got a little bit of news. Uh, we'll talk about my New Orleans thing uh, in an upcoming episode. We'll leave that where it is. Yeah. But uh, we got Ken Weinstein back today, and normally, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, we're we're trying to to not overdo it with the the inside baseball stuff, but it just things just keep happening over and over that right, that right. it just feels right to talk to some of these guys that are that are pulling the strings and the the levers the, of all of this for right. us. So Ken was nice enough to come back on the show. Ken Weinstein uh, from Big Hassle. He's sort of like the the promo guy, right? Is that what you would call him? The guy that really uh, is is the messenger of. Uh, uh, the Bonnaroo, uh, yeah. Bonnaroo. I, I describe really? him two ways. He's uh, he's the he's the media guy. He's the PR guy. Number one, that's his mm. official. But he's also the he's the what fifth Beatle. He's the first. <laughs> he's the highest ranking non Superfly AC Entertainment guy. You know, okay. he's he's the one Where that are they we brought. On that list? 
Uh, ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. So is, the answer is we're not on that list. We're not on that list. But Ken is. <laughs> so Ken was there, right? He's there from the beginning. And and you're exactly right. I hesitated as to go get him because it becomes, you know, we become the inside baseball guys. But uh, yeah, it sold out, and the fact yeah. that it sold out so quickly. Uh, it's something. It's something definitely that needs to be paid attention to. And by the way, correct. In, in this conversation that we have with Ken, uh, guys, yeah, he I heard drops it. a big piece of news. I heard it. it. I heard okay. it. I heard your ears go bing. Now, I, I was not <laughs> going to push it because I don't know if if he. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I think they're doing this on purpose to us, um, and we just need to you know stop being surprised when it happens. But there's a little piece of news in here that I think that you're going to like a lot. Um, plus, when we come back out of this, uh, we got a little bit of news on our side to share with you that we're very excited about. Very uh, Ken excited. Weinstein from uh, Big Hassle and uh, one of the uh, curators of your Bonner experience on the What Podcast. Hi, guys. What's up, Brad? This How are you doing? Really, this is really exciting. We get to all talk to each other at the same time and not wear pants. And. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's 40 degrees where I am, so unfortunately my pants are on. Well, this is how you and I are different, Ken. This is how you and I are different. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, Brad, you're you've it's a, a, a little bit warmer down there where you are, right? Yeah, it's, it's doing pretty well. Ken, you've got a uh, pretty easy job from here until June, huh? Um, well, well, I would say that I don't have to worry about helping sell tickets, but I wouldn't say it's easy because it's still very important to tell Bonnaroo's story. There's a lot of news, new narratives for 2020, and we're going to uh, keep on telling those stories and getting people excited. I think um, a lot of what fed this sellout is all the stories we told last year. So, you know, there's a lot of information that's going to come out in the next several months that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, what... Let's talk about that sellout. That's the reason we're talking. I mean, the fact that this thing sold out so quickly has gotten so much energy, right? I mean, people are so excited about this. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, Bonnaroo always, people always say to me, and I might have said this in the last interview, you know, how is Bonnaroo? And I'm like, it's never not great. So mm-hmm. um I think there's a, the word of mouth on the festival couldn't be any stronger than it is right now because, you know, it's the gateway to the summer. It's, it's a rite of passage. It's a state of mind that people want to tap into. And we're incredibly inclusive. We're a bunch of nice people. We're a bunch of loving people. We're a bunch of music-loving people. And we just like having a good, fun, safe time together. And everyone's welcome, everyone's invited, all types, kinds, sizes, creeds, everything. And it's the land of acceptance, and Bonner is the best, and that's and people love that. Who wouldn't want to be there? <laughs> yeah, it is It is quite amazing, and it's got to be a, a source of pride when you get to you know look at the calendar and say, oh my goodness, uh, we sold out quicker than we ever have. Um, I mean, this is... This is not something that major festivals can say that they do on a regular basis with this type of, you know, uh, uh, quickness. It just doesn't happen very often. Uh, it's a testament to everything that you were saying, the story that's been told, uh, the, the, the feeling that has been created by Bonnaroo and, and over the year after year after year and what you guys are continuing to build. And, you know, at some point, 
uh, you got to look around and be like, uh, what more is there that we can do? Uh, but you guys are continually find new ways to, to super serve the audience, huh? Well, that's for sure. You know, we never sit on our laurels. We are always looking for ways to improve. And even though we sold out last year, we still want this year to be better. And there's a lot of focus on that. And we, we want to make sure everyone's happy. We want to stay current. We want to do new stuff. Um, and there is a lot of, and people know that. And that's why they keep coming back because they know we're creative and that, um, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep on injecting new, cool, interesting things into the fabric of the festival. I would like to say the wording is important here because I, it's not the fastest we sold out, but it is the earliest we sold out. Right. 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 2002 sold out in 19 days. Can't beat that too easily. Um, the uh, second one, 2003, sold out nearly as fast-ish, but this one is the earliest. So we have never sold out. We've never sold out before March 1st before. That's unheard of. And I think, it, you know, it's, it's because, of, you know, people want to tap in and be and come hang out. And um, they know we do things right down there, and they know it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's, and the lineup is insane. Well, yeah, and and, and yeah. I think I think the way you said earlier is exactly right. And and I think that 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 is part and parcel of why we love Bonnaroo so much. It's never not great. I mean, that if there's if there's anything that is more uh, of a Bonnaroo, you could be a Bonnaroo catchphrase. Never not great. It never not great. Really what? Never not great. I like yeah. it. Oh, never not great. Pouring down rain. Pouring down rain. Maybe a lineup that maybe doesn't hit 100% for you. Maybe, you know, you had a bathroom emergency that really screwed up a day or two for you. It's never <laughs> not great. 100%. You know, I just came back from uh, fish in Mexico, and that was an incredible experience, not just because everyone was in Mexico, but because of these like-minded people getting together, gathering, it's where they see each other, that's where they come to catch up, hang out, dance, see great music, but really to connect. And when I was in a band in the 90s, a tiny band, you know, we would draw like 30 or 40 friends every time we played. When we broke up, our friends were like, we're never going to see each other again. You know, like, this is what brings people out. And it's where, it's a gathering that created, you know, that's created by the band, That's and it becomes something bigger than the band. And I think Bonnaroo has achieved, over its 19 years, something very similar. Um, that it's bigger than the festival itself. We're talking, uh, you know, we're talking people's, you know, lives being changed on an annual basis there. Uh, growing, maturing, meeting, meeting friends of a lifetime, meeting spouses of a lifetime, you know. Very uh, super unusual. Well, that, that's what I wanted to ask. First of all, I wanted to go back and point out that uh, the last two sellouts are, you know, kind of coincidentally because you know the what podcast has come online. So, oh, I, look at that guy. I, look yeah. at that guy. Oh, so, so are you saying the what podcast helps us sell out? Um, I can't. You I'm know, we agree. can't. You know, I'm are you going to say agree. it's not? You know, I'm ready to agree, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We're gonna we're gonna claim it anyway. <laughs> I swear to God, if I would have said that, I would have gotten kicked in the face. Uh, I <laughs> no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do <laughs> it. You know, the timing is just what it is. Uh, yeah. But but one of the things that uh, that Brad and I have really learned uh, in doing this is it's a it's across the country. It's across the world. Uh, I mean, the people that we talk to as part of this podcast can are. Orlando, Dallas, Seattle, and everybody has a very similar story. Uh, it's 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 remarkable when you when we break it down that everyone has the same vibe, the same feeling. It doesn't matter if it's thirty minutes from Manchester or you know five thousand miles. It's the same vibe. That's a really weird thing, and, and not, not weird. It's a, it's a remarkable thing, right? It's a very remarkable thing, and I think there's a lot of focus these days in the news and uh, about um, you know how the world is divided, and I, and you know there there are a lot of dare I say walls between people uh, based on ideology, religion, that stuff make, makes me really sad because it takes out the human element. And human beings should just be together and get along. And I, I hate to think uh, who you think should be president or, you know, what version of the Bible you read should, could separate you. But at the end of the day, what Bonnaroo shows and, and other gatherings like it is that no matter, like you said, no matter how far and wide there are people who are just like one another, who come together to be together and and share in this in these great experiences that um, truly are the fabric of uh, humankind. It is the one thing that, that binds us all together, no matter what our differences are. I, I have a couple of uh, maybe they're not process questions, but just real quickly and and clarify this because I don't know how this works, but. What does Bonnaroo do specifically to to curb or fight or uh, whatever the word might be, even if it may be a completely different uh, word, against uh, aftermarket retailers, second market retailers, when they see a, a ticket online that's $800, $900? What, what does, does Bonnaroo do anything about that? That's above my pay grade, Brett. Yeah. I, um, I actually don't know the answer to that. I would answer it if I knew the answer, but um, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, but we don't like, I don't, no one likes anyone uh, being ripped off, that's for sure. Yeah, I got you. I, along those lines, I guess maybe, Ken, I had a question about demographics. I was just thinking today, and, and um, but demographically, what is, what, who's coming to Bonnaroo? Because that's one of the things Brad and I have, like I mentioned earlier, they're coming from all over the country. What are you yeah. guys finding? What are, really what sort all of over things the world. Are... They're coming from all over the world. And, it's you know, while I haven't seen recent demographic numbers, they're, um, you know, really, it's, it's incredibly eclectic and um, diverse. Uh, all ages... All genders. Yeah. You know, it's really um, it's an incredible, it's a, it's, it's a real diverse uh, 
collection of, of people. I was going to use the word I was going to use the word fabric again because my parents were in the garment industry, so I decided not to. <laughs> uh, I to that to that point when you said that you know the uh, you haven't seen the demographics yet. Is that something that you guys can see today, or is that something that you you don't see until uh, much further down the line? Well, it's 2020, Brad. So we're living in a in a society of metrics, and uh, so many you know all these numbers are available to everybody all the time. I mean, you'd be shocked if you saw the back end of Spotify. Yeah, I know that's 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 sort of where the metrics, going. The metrics the metrics they collect are wild. Yeah. Um, and what's that what's that doing to to drive? decisions that are being made for maybe that that are changing your direction for 2020 on like tomorrow or is that is it changing anything as you see the demographics come in and and is it just making you recalibrate maybe some plans that you have already i think the answer to that question really is like you know on one hand don't fix what isn't broken and on the other hand you know just make sure you're you're serving, uh, you know, you're just being creative. And, I mean, if you're just cooking dinner for one group, there's another group that, you know, if you're really, like, focused in on a recipe that only one group is going to like, then the other group's going to be unhappy. I think the idea is really to have something for everyone. Um, you know, that's why Miley Cyrus is opening up for Tool uh, in that slot. And I think... I wouldn't say opening up, but coming before is a better way of putting it. But the, on one hand, this is an interesting point. I'm kind of, I'm kind of actually going to go back on myself here because on one hand, while you can't focus only on one group and because the other group will be unhappy, at the same time, Bonnaroo knows how eclectic its fan base is and you know, more people would be at least interested in seeing Miley. More Tool fans would be interested in seeing Miley and hanging out and watching that act than you'd, than you'd imagine. And I think that Bonnaroo really respects its fan base, knowing that it's the most open-minded fan base in the world, really, certainly in the country. You know, we. Um, so I think we, to answer your question more succinctly, you know, you have to... Follow your nose, follow your gut. You know, try to try to cook up things that respect your audience, and uh, because they're smarter than you think. Yeah. See, this is what's so interesting, and and this is the kind of thing that we talk about that we think happens, but this is the reality. I mean, you guys understand that the Bonnaroo audience is a different audience, right? Uh, it wants Absolutely. to hear, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they are very open-minded, open-hearted. Um, they're a very special group of people, really special. And um, they follow us for, you know, the word of mouth follows us. Even if the same person who came year one isn't there in year 19, that person tells someone who tells someone who tells someone who is coming this year. I went back and listened to our interview with you at the end of, uh, you know, a couple years ago. And I mean, what is the file that you have summer festival? 
Summer Festival. Summer Festival. Summer Festival. That's nuts. Yeah. And to think, here it is, and it, it's sold out in six weeks, basically. Right? Two months? Yeah, basically. Basically, yeah. I mean, what is that? I know well, what it means. It's exciting because it, it's, uh, it, it, um, it really it, it affirms and confirms what we were thinking all along, you know? And it, there's no better feeling. Um, it's great to, you know, there's just no better feeling than to nail it at that level where people are so excited about something you built. Yeah. Let's do this. Man, that's it. That's a great point, though. I'm sorry, Barry, to interrupt, but, but that's a great point. So when did you, you specifically, because you've been around for a very, very, very long time when it comes to this, when was it, in your heart, did it hit that, yeah, when you got to the next level, then you hit the next level, and you can feel it, you can probably see it, but when did you feel that you hit that top, like, that upper echelon, you looked around like, oh, my God, I think we got it. I think we you know, really, really you know, got it. You know, you know what? Really? Right from the beginning. It was clear that we tapped into something very special right from the get-go. I told you that story uh, in, right. in the last interview about, you know, the uh, the founders, uh, you know, on the main stage when Trey with the orchestra was about to begin and looking out at the 70,000 and going, you know, wow. You know, really tapping into something that, um, you know, I, I, I make a joke with my friends and my family. I'm always like, we need to invent. We need to invent the brick. We need to invent something that everyone needs, yeah. um, and doesn't know that they necessarily need. Everybody needs the brick. Yeah. You know, uh, so, Donaru was, you know, one of those types of inventions. You know, like no one realized that it was a void, but it wasn't just a void for just anything. It has to be. It was. There's a lot of care and thought put in, and people recognize how much Karen thought and um, and the response so they know they're coming and being well taken care of and that it's going to be great it's not haphazard this is like programmed and and uh, but just enough it's just enough programming to make it perfect and not too much to make it too uptight and and uh, organized you know like an organized fun uh, vacation at a club med. You know, it's, it's not too uptight. It's just it's just tight enough for with the right creativity and the right care, but allows people to make it their own at the same time. And right from year one, right from year one, we knew that you know it was had, it was done the right way. When I was asked, you know, after Superfly left, it's the first year without Superfly. Uh, you know, when I was asked. What, you know, what do you recommend, Ken? What do you, you know, what should we do? And I said, don't change. Just, you know, don't, you know, there's that phrase, keep Austin weird. Yeah. I, uh, about Austin, Texas, you know, yeah. keep on, keep on weird. And it is. It's as weirdly beautiful as ever. And that was, that. and everyone's tapping in and coming, coming out. That all gets to my, where I was going to go with, uh, I want to give you the chance because 2016, um, you know, the numbers were down. And as Jeff Cuellar pointed out, it still was the largest festival in the country or close to it. Right. You know, don't just overlook that. <laughs> you know, it was. And you know, you know, you know what was great in 2016? Yeah, we had room. Yeah, 
<laughs> everything. Everything is great. Everything is one of our favorites. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what's going in 2016? Bonnaroo. It was yeah, great. Bonnaroo, yeah, exactly. Never, never, <laughs> it's never not great. So, yeah, the numbers were down that year for whatever reason. But, like, it was still literally the greatest weekend of, of, of 2016. So some of the folks, uh, you know, online are saying you guys reinvented or you this or that or whatever. But you sold out last year. You sold out this year very, very quickly. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I sixteen was yeah, sort Bottle, of a, Bottle, Bottle's a living, breathing organism, and um, you know it's going to shape shift. And the founders are smart enough, and the you know the promoters, the organizers, they're all smart enough to um, to not be rigid. You know, no one thinks they're perfect. Everyone is going to react to what the fans want, everyone's going to react to what society's looking like, culture's looking like, you know. Yeah. But, and, and by the way, that's, that's talk about, talk about an ever-changing, growing being. You know, you mentioned it a few minutes ago that, uh, you know, no matter what your political stance or your religion, boy, uh, it just so happens that uh, Bonnaroo has sold out the last couple of years and, and really found um, a niche in the most polarizing time in the <laughs> in our lifetimes, you know, right? It's just, it's, a, it's just odd how that all works out. It's like the thing that brings us all back together. But back to something that you just said, and I've never really thought about it before. But when they came to you and asked you, you know, what you thought, and and I'm not saying you or somebody else, but was there ever a discussion that Bonnaroo could be bigger or? smaller were those options thrown out there just to you know see what happened well it did go to ninety thousand one year uh and it, i'm not i just i forgot what year that was it might have been oh five but yeah i mean i'm sure those discussions happen not yeah. not in front of, not in front of me okay um i'm not invited to that table and that's cool yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean i get i mean look look You've got you've got several festivals around the country that go two weekends. You've got several. You've got um, you know jazz fest that goes for two weeks. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. If, if you wanted to, you could literally keep people in Manchester camping for a month if you really wanted to. I mean, I, I can think of two. May not leave. I can yeah. think of two, right? <laughs> that, that would make that would make Coffee County very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I I've got to wonder like there's got to be some sort of conversation like that just to just to throw stuff against the wall and see if ideas um, would stick and, and wonder how far those conversations uh, had gotten. Because what, yeah. what I do know about the great founders and organizers of Bonnaroo, from what I know, and I know them pretty well, they talk about everything. So everything gets broken down and discussed. So I'm I'm sure that's I'm sure they talk about that too. I think that's a big part of what we've learned, Ken, in the three years that we've been doing this. And and the fact that you come on here and talk about it, and Jeff Quayer comes on here and talks about it, and Ted Heinig and Brian and Steven came on and talked about how they booked the festival. I mean, there's so many things about that that I find fascinating. One, that people care. I mean, that's the thing. And it's not just me and Brad. It's people all over the country uh, we're obsessed with this sort of thing, and and we I love it. it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And uh, so we love cooking for you, Barry. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we love, yeah. we love cooking for you. 
I will turn you back to the thing that Brad said before. I think, you know, these are divisive times, and I think maybe that is why it's selling out, because people are really requiring, you know, like, you know, give me that blanket. I need a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of cold. So, you know, I think people are, like, looking for a little, um, you know, uh, body warmth. Let me, you know, let me ask you this. Looking to gather and feel safe. We want the body warmth. Come to a Camp Nut Butter. Barry's got plenty of it. Yeah, yeah. Barry warm and Camp Nut Butter. Moonshine, <laughs> moonshine and pimento cheese. But let me ask you this, Ken. That's a lethal combination. Yeah. <laughs> I think people are wondering. So 80,000 is sold out, right? That's the number. Right. All right. And Brad is There asking. are some, by the way, just to put it out there, make sure listeners know. There are some uh, the national shuttle tickets. There are some of those available. So you know, those people who are, you know, there it's still there are still ways in. Um, so just look online and and uh, look at bonnaroo.com because the eighty thousand tickets are gone, but there are still limited ways in. So what is the what is the add-on number? What is the op number? What's the extra number? What's the staffing? I mean, because we're, um, we're I'm not sure what the staffing is this year, but you know, probably grows by five thousand from that, or you know, five. I, I don't really know the answer to that, but there's the, yeah, it's a big staff to do what we do. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> That's what we're trying you know, to figure takes, out. I mean, it it, it's, uh, it takes a village. It takes the seventh largest city in Tennessee. Hey, uh, Ken. Okay, uh, let me let me ask you this. The um, you guys, you just said something that was really interesting. So it's like a it's like a warm blanket. It's a it's a feeling that is emitted from all the good places that we we maybe uh, throw deep down under and we don't really uh, engage with on a regular basis. What do you feel? Do you feel responsibility? Maybe not you specifically, but do you think Bonnaroo feels a responsibility to lead in that area? Do you feel like it's it's like on them to create something, or do you think that it's more of a general created feeling by the fan and by the space? Is it more of a magical thing that's that's grown from the earth, if you will, if you want to start start talking witchy stuff, or is do you think it's Bonnaroo's responsibility to create this? and lead in the in the in the way of, of creating positivity and love and warmth. Um, well, I want I I tell all my clients that you can't paint your canvas while looking over your shoulder. Um, I feel like you know that can get you in trouble. You can overthink, but you know, Bonnaroo is certain. You know, I think there is something. There is a certain magic potion to it. Um, but nothing at, at that festival happens without a lot of thought and care. And yeah. I think it is, I think it is aware of its place in society and it's, it's place in the, in the, uh, fabric, there I go again, of the, um, of the industry, so to speak. Um, and I think there's, you know, there's a little bit of pressure to be borrow, but I think, um, there's also a magic. So it's, it's, a, it's that it's that weird combination of things that you can't put your finger on. Probably, I think you know you you can't cook it up. You can, you wouldn't be able to put a recipe in the book and and make it happen again. Right. You know? Right. 
I think Tennessee has a lot to do with it too, just the location, you know. Well, um, that that was my so, question. You're in New York. I mean, Brad and I are 60 miles away, and and uh, we bring it home with us. What's it like for you? I mean, do you does Bonnaroo live in your world 365, or do you go back and it's you know you had a good week and everything changes? Well, me personally, Bonnaroo is in my life 365 days. It's um it's part of my everyday existence all the time. Um, but it's it you know it's a mindset that sticks with me all year round for sure. You know, um, I learned from Bonnaroo too. I learned from Bonnarooians. I learned from the people I work with, the people who I, you know, and I learned from the from the people who go down go down to the festival. I I take that in. None of it's lost on me in terms of you know how yeah. we get how we get along as, as people. Yeah. You, you say you live you live at three sixty five, and I know that you know when we talked to you know Brian and Steve, they would tell us it's their job to think about this every day. I mean, first and foremost, they've got a lot of other stuff to, to deal with. The fact that they're dealing with Bonnaroo and other festivals every single day is, is almost beyond my comprehension. But, you know, that's that's somebody's job. Do you think that people like, you know, Barry and I and, and some of the others are weird? <laughs> that's a fair question. That's a great question. I think the two of you are weird, but not because of Bonnaroo. <laughs> the point here is it i mean I, i'm going back to the beginning brad you know you and i talked to uh folks from orlando dallas seattle we've got ken who was there from the beginning and we all have the same connection right i mean we're not making this up this festival is 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 something different that we've all Sorry to interrupt, but I was talking to the um, editor of Polestar, the music editor of Polestar, and uh, his name is Andy Gensler, great guy. Came to Bonnaroo last year for the first time, and we were talking on Friday, and he said a mutual friend of ours asked him if he was going to go back to Bonnaroo, and he hasn't made his plans yet, and, you know, he has kids and, you know, all these obligations. But, you know, he said, he's like, I, I'm really thinking about it. It was just so good. Everything he started going over all the things that he loved about last year and just being there, and he's drawn to just wanting to feel that again. Yeah. So um, I think what you're talking about, guys, is uh, is very universal and not weird at all. Yeah. Well, okay, but but you are you are still a person. You are still a human being that has your creature comforts. What are the biggest struggles for you to be on a farm for a week? I don't know. I mean, you know, I probably struggle with how do you cover everything that you want to cover? You know, you want to see every band. You want to, 
catch every DJ. You want to visit every plaza. You want to, you want to be able to capture in writing, I think is the key here. You want to be able to capture in writing what your eyes see and what your heart feels um, and what your ears hear. You know what I mean? And your soul yeah. takes in. So, I mean, how do you capture in words what sort of you almost can't put into words? That, if I was a if I was a media member of the media, I, that would be my struggle. Yeah, and you think that you'd be the same GA person too? I bet trying to see everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and it's so funny that you say you you make it that because somebody like me who who struggles with just general living, uh, <laughs> it's it's the heat, right? It's the elements. It's the heat. It's the rain. It's the it's the the feeling like I just want to die for about an hour in the day, but then by seven o'clock it's all worth it again. You know, I, I I do think that we we do paint a very rosy picture of it in general because there's a there's very rosy, rosy picture to paint, but you know it does come along with some real things. And I want to talk you know in future weeks about like first timers we've talked about in the past and, and some real realities that you have to you know uh, understand. I mean there there are certain things that you need to be prepared for and the heat and basically an onslaught of rain is very possible but again like ken says it's never not great barry no he's exactly right it's never not great i mean i, I don't I even think, think one about of the it. things that make um one of the things that make Donald special from a performance point of view and i think we might have talk, covered this in the last interview is um you know what you're saying is you know people are definitely up against the elements, they are like, they're embedded in this wild, you know, not so much survival game. It's not, you know. Not anymore. No, not anymore. No, it's it's, but, it's more of a we're all in but, it together. But it's but it's definitely, a, you know, it, you're definitely putting yourself out there and you're, you know, you're living amongst it for those four days. And that, you know, that vibe of living there and living with everyone else and really kind of going up against the elements. That's because, that's why the energy from that crowd that's right gives so much to the band and then the band sends it right back and that's why some of my favorite performances of all time have been at Bonnaroo because that energy exchange is so unique to that very place that very far right. Well, that's right you're not and again you you never you're never going to get that from you know well you you can but City Festival is hard for you to get there because it requires an amount of vulnerability that uh, if I were to tell any any first timer or second timer who's still on the fence or maybe your friend who, uh, you know, industry people who still look at it like, I don't know if I can do that. If you allow yourself to be vulnerable and if you allow yourself to let go, it really will reward you 10 times over. You're in New York. You've probably seen a show or two, right? I mean, you see them every yeah. day. You could go every day, and Bonnaroo is special to you. <laughs> it is fascinating. It is really fascinating, and it's and you know, it's it's yeah. We're all just like shaking our head and raising our hands and toasting and cheering, and it's a beautiful thing. And uh, again, it's just so great to be to be. Uh, it's so affirming and to and. Life affirming yeah. to to know that you built something that people like so much and want to be there because you built it and you know because you know what if you build if you build it they not they won't necessarily come you got to build it right yeah well, so got, well they um, come back <laughs> and, and you got to make them come back so you know 
so so if you um if you look if you put your crystal ball your head to your eyes to your crystal ball what is the thing that you are two things the thing that you're most excited about maybe a show you're most excited about um an artist that you're most excited about for 2020 or a chain and secondly what's the biggest change that you're excited about to see well there's a lot of changes that we're about to announce in a you know a lot of the things that are going to happen in the plazas very exciting like i said this last year you know like it'll it'll remain true again that you could never you could not step in if you didn't step in you'd still have the weekend of a lifetime. Uh, so there's a lot of great announcements that are going to come down the pike about what's happening out in the campgrounds and at the plazas. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And um, gosh, in terms of being excited for a show, I mean, there's just too many to mention, frankly. I'm excited for that tool headlining slot in a big way. Um, I'm also excited for the Turkish band Altengun. Yeah, they're going yeah, to be there. But I mean, literally, just just too many to mention. There's, I, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a, uh, it's, it's bonkers. That that lineup is nuts. And then there's some, you know, I guess back to the struggle for anyone going, whether you're media or or just a person as a you know just a fan, you know, the FOMO factor because you want to be everywhere at the same time. Yeah, you want to be a pl- you want to be a plus nine, and you want to be at the main stage. Those are very far apart. The, by the yeah. way, that's something we haven't we haven't talked to you since the lineup dropped. Um, when you saw it, I far before anybody else saw it. Did you know it was going to be this well received? Did you have a feeling that like, this is going to be really good? I will tell you that I sent three letters back to. Uh, it was a simple email with three letters back to uh, the person who sent me the lineup when it was finalized and done, and that was W O W. What does that spell? <laughs> Whoa! Okay. <laughs> oh wait, that's W H O A. Four yeah. letters. Yeah, yeah so several ones of you, I think. <laughs> I um, I just uh, I I saw that lineup and was we were all just pretty blown away. Like, wow, this is a good one. Yeah, God yeah, damn. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> and um, I knew that's you know the thing is with Bonnaroo again see the lineup i just know that's the tip of the iceberg there's so much more to that festival right and that's right. why i say there are a lot of festivals but there's only one bonnaroo and that's because the lineup is just the tip of the iceberg that's right that's right yeah that's what that, and that's what we keep coming back to um i mean it's so much more the 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 uh experiences the out in the ga it's just a game changer i mean we would have game never changer. never considered going out there ken 15, I mean, three years ago. And now now we're like, dang, <laughs> we're in the wrong spot. I tell you, you have been, I've been going out to GA. I've been going out to the campgrounds in all, all 18 years. And it's always fascinating out there and always amazing. It's, it's, it's a real treat to see how creative the fans get out there. But now, yeah, starting with a few, you know, with, I don't know, five years, six years ago, the programming out there just keeps on getting better and better and better and better. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was one thing. Very integrated. It's all very integrated into the fan experience. Nothing feels out of place or forced. It's just, you so, know. So I have an idea. What, what, everything feels like a pop up. What do you feel like? What do you feel about this idea, Ken? Uh, you, me, Barry, Lord Taco, we take a stroll through uh, campsites 
and just uh, go talk to people randomly in the campsite. Let's do it. What do, you, what do you think? Uh, my golf cart is your golf cart. I love okay. it. I is love that a it. euphemism? <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> this turned really dirty really uh, quickly. I I real fast. Yeah. Right. That's, that's so exciting. I'm, I'm, I really love, I love talking to you. I love, I feel like, you know, I, I, me as a radio guy, right? I know when I can talk to somebody and hear them and feel like they're my pal and I don't even know them. And I, knowing the listener the way that I, I feel like I know him, I think that you are uh, everybody's uh, best Bonnaroo friend. Um, and uh, we, we can't thank you enough for everything you've done for the, for the show, for the festival. And, you know, we did, we're just excited to see you again. It's Camp Nut Butter, man. Well, the, the feeling is heavily mutual, Brad. And Barry, you know, Brad, you and I just met Barry and I have known each other for years. And any friend of Barry's is a friend of mine. But yeah, we are clearly like-minded people. And I'm excited to have a sold out bottle. Sold out, man. Nuts. I can't can't thank Ken enough. Unbelievable. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, and and I and I'm I, I just it blows my mind, Brad, that all these people across the country were all of a mind. It's it's so similar. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's, true. it's, it's, true. it's hmm. anyway. Well, well we're not we're not that similar. I've seen some of the guys with their shirts off, we look nothing like <laughs> but we are <laughs> We are pretty similar Fair in some enough. form of fashion. Fair All enough. right, there you go. Scary Corner, Brad Snyder. We'll be back uh, next week with Bonner Roulette two-parter. A Bonner Roulette two-parter on the What Podcast. See you then. Bye. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks.